Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Matthew chapter 10. And yesterday, yesterday's devotion, we see this warning that these persecutions that are to come are going to be right there in your own house. Brother on brother and father on child and child on parent. It's all, everybody's going to have each other put to death in some setting. It's, it's all going to happen from all directions, both from without and right there within your own house. Because of Jesus, people are going to get put to death. Now, in verse 22, he, he says, you will be hated by everyone because of me. Now, <clears throat> by everyone. The original Greek word that's used here refers to all kinds of people. It doesn't mean every single human being that has ever existed or ever will exist, because obviously we know that Jesus is, is going to the cross to establish his church. All right? Now, even within your church, you're going to face some opposition and difficulty, but uh, what he's telling us and what he was telling the disciples originally is that people from all walks of life, um, from, from, from all the people of all stripes, are going to have hatred against Christ. Here's verse 23. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. All right, Son of Man, both the S and the M uh, are capitalized. So this is a title from the book of Daniel. It's a prophetic title that refers to Jesus. And he's telling them that uh, when you go into a town and you share the gospel and they persecute you, just go on to the next town. We saw a similar, uh, a similar moment when um, the disciples were were, uh, you know, being told to go out and they're sort of temporarily appointed as apostles. And so as they're given this, uh, as they're given this, this authority by God, they're also given this warning. And when you go into a house, if they, uh, you know, uh, you, you speak your peace upon it, I mean, you proclaim this blessing uh, upon this household. And if they persecute you, you let your, you take your peace with you. Meaning like they're not going to get blessed because they didn't bless you. And so you just keep on moving. You just keep on going. You let God handle them. It's, it's His to avenge. He will repay. You just keep on going. You wipe the dust off your feet and you move on. Um, this is something that we apply evangelistically by saying, like, look, if we've shared the gospel and we've been shot down, I mean, like, we've been deeply persecuted. And I'm not just talking about the meh or, like, the disinterest or an engaging discussion where they, they don't immediately accept Christ. Um, we're talking about true persecution in the context of Matthew 10, 16 through 25. We're even talking about like family members handing family members over to be publicly killed. Uh, when you do get that kind of treatment, you wipe the dust off your feet and you move on. In this verse 23, when they persecute you, persecute you in one town, flee to another. Okay, so the word flee is actually used here, meaning it's not just I brought up the name of Jesus and then they shrugged and didn't look up from their phone. So I'm being persecuted and I'm wiping the dust on my feet and all my coworkers can just literally go straight to hell. I'm not going to share the gospel with them anymore. No, the word, the word is flee, <laughs> meaning they're trying to get you so they can murder you. So you escape them. Don't, don't be overly dramatic. Like we talked about in yesterday's devotion at length, we don't suffer from this kind of persecution in our context. We just don't. We just don't. Now, the default nature of humanity across millennia has been like a governmental oppression ruled by the state, and the state has been tyrannical, and it's subject to depravity just like we are, only it's magnified in number and in influence and in power and in budget with lots more, lots of, lots more commas, commas and zeros after its overall budget. Like it's able to oppress and strip freedoms from its people, but you and I happen to live in, wow, a blessed context where we have a constitution that's based upon 
a theological idea, a Christian argument. And for that reason, we don't suffer this kind of stuff. So don't be overly dramatic. This was written to guys who were trying to not be murdered by their own kids. Flee, it says. Flee to another town. So it doesn't mean that you give up on the gospel. It means you go share the gospel in another town. And it doesn't mean that the moment you face any kind of remote opposition that you just wipe the dust off your feet and go. Like I've, like I've said, all right, like I know that I, uh, strictly speaking, I may classify as a Calvinist because I, I believe that the disciples were unconditionally elect, that Paul was unconditionally elect, that, that Israel was God's chosen nation. Um, look, Calvinist bros, you could get a little bit of dust on your pumas, okay? You, you can have some dust there. This is saying flee to another town. As in, they're trying to murder you, so you gotta run for your physical life. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they responded with the angry face emoji on Facebook to your gospel mention. That's not what that means. It means they're trying to kill your tail, and you got to get out so that you don't, you know, die. Like, that's when you go to the next town. So, wow, like the willingness to disengage evangelistically is really strong. Particularly, I'm calling out my reformed brothers and sisters with this tendency. Like you can get, you can get some dust on, you can get some dust on your Nikes. I promise they're going to be okay. Uh, this is, this is about, this is about running for your life. For truly, I tell you, goes on to make a prophetic statement that's eschatologically significant. You will not have gone through the towns of Israel before the son of man comes. This is, this commissioning, all right, where I'm telling you to go out like sheep, among wolves, innocent as doves, shrewd as serpents, getting words from the Holy Spirit to say when you're put on trial, they thought that they were embarrassing you. What they really were doing is giving me a platform for, for the Father to speak through you by His Spirit and to lift up the name of the Son. Like the whole Trinity is at work when you're singled out. Okay, what's really going on is, is I'm sending you out and even that persecution is gonna result in the gospel being shared in other towns. Uh, you're not going to, by the way, finish this task until I return. You're not going to be done with all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So, what happens as the book of Acts comes, and then in AD 70, the Romans sacked Jerusalem? In the book of Acts, the first martyr of the New Testament is Stephen in Acts chapter 7. People are like, whoa, they're fleeing that because Stephen just got murdered in front of their eyes. He's praying for the people who are throwing the stones at him. He's, he's calling them out. Both you and your forefathers are always resisting the Holy Spirit, he says. And he's talking to God. He's asking for God to show mercy to the people who are stoning him to death. And so it's a gut-wrenching sight, but there's this cold-hearted, authoritative Pharisee that you meet later who's giving his approval to, and people are laying their cloaks at his feet. And so Christians see all that, and they're like, well, we're out of here. And so then they flee, just like Jesus is saying here in this text, to the next town. But as they flee, they share the gospel. And so the gospel radiates out from Jerusalem. And then thereafter, we see the, the, the church kind of migrate from Jerusalem. It moves up, and then Antioch kind of becomes the home base, which is remarkable, too, because it's a Gentile town. Paul's missionary journeys, that young Pharisee ends up becoming the greatest advocate for Christianity. And he plants churches all across the Aegean and the Mediterranean. And from there, it enters 
Europe and spreads across then eventually settles into the New World and here the, the New World colonizes and the Puritans grow and then from there they declare their independence and they explore westward and they arrive here. The Lewis and Clark expedition arrives some three hours south of where I'm filming right now and now the Redemption Church has been planted. All right? It all has its roots in actually originally this work of the Holy Spirit of God in the book of Acts. But something else happened too. Along the way, shortly after all of this, another of Jesus' prophecies, which we're going to study later in this series, becomes fulfilled. Matthew 24, Jesus gives this stern warning about the coming destruction of Jerusalem, the, the tension between the Roman occupiers and the Jewish authorities who had a fever pitch in the year 70, and so the whole city of Jerusalem would be sacked, would be destroyed. The temple was dismantled stone by stone, just as Jesus prophesied it would be. And so the Jewish people, the towns of Israel then scattered. Their government is effectively dissolved. Their currency uh, is dissolved. Their military is conquered. Their borders seem to be erased. All right, They still exist. It becomes traditionally known as Palestine, the region that they're in. <laughs> That's a statement with some you know, political vigor to it, I know, but it's also just a fact. It's what it's always been. It's always been known this way. And so then, fast forward, you know, over the over the millennia, God then fulfills His other prophetic promises, as we see in Ezekiel and as we see in Zechariah. He puts them back together again as a nation on their own soil. But to this day, the towns of Israel remain scattered across the whole globe. Spoiler, the book we're studying right now is going to end with the Great Commission. The final words that the resurrected Jesus says as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew are that you're going to make disciples of all nations. So the disciples would flee persecution and they wouldn't finish reaching all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So here we are, still awaiting the return of Jesus, still about this business. Can you see now a clear hermeneutical bridge between the original recipients who were the 12 disciples and you and me right now, because now it's our turn to carry on a new commissioning given by Jesus to make disciples of all nations. That includes the townships from the diaspora of persecuted Israel. And indeed, the Son of Man has not yet come. Tomorrow, we'll finish this warning about persecution.